Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry, Thomas Overton with you as always. DJ Terry and Helen, the intro. Thomas, how's it going? Yeah, it's Masters Thursday, if that tells you anything so. Yeah, it, it's a big day for you, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't got to watch as much golf as I wanted to, nor will I get to watch much of the Hurricanes game one tonight um, against Washington. So, But looking forward to the weekend, planning on sitting down and watching all of it, hopefully. The Canes and the Masters. That's right, at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a big day. It, it's been 10 years since the Canes were in the playoffs. It's it's kind of crazy. Yep. It's ridiculous that it's been that long. Yeah. But the Red Sox have won three World Series since the Canes last made the playoffs. How about or, that? No, 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 no. Two World Series and three since the Canes last won, which isn't really that big. I was thinking it was three times since they last made the playoffs, but it's not. Only two times. Only two. Only yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Canes are back at it tonight, uh, starting off their playoff journey. We'll see how it goes playing the defending champs, but. I mean, well, I guess we'll just start with we'll talk Canes for a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, Washington, you, Washington. You're the hockey guy. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I honestly think it could be a toss-up. Obviously, the Canes are up there with with Tampa Bay for most points since the start of the new year. So, um, they're playing hot, but Washington is so good offensively, especially obviously Alex Ovechkin that that wrister and slap shot is just crazy. So, obviously, going to need some good goaltending. I think uh, Morazic's playing the best he's been playing all year. He's going to get the start tonight. Uh, but you still you got to create opportunities at the net. So, you know, Justin Williams and uh, Sebastian Ajo got to gotta get it going to the net somehow. Haven't the Canes won a playoff series every time they've been in? Um, let's see, 09 they won two. 06 they won the cup. And 01, right? 01, 02 they made it to the final, and that might be it for their playoff career. Like so they only, have won a series, won two series every time. There are probably some more we're forgetting. but I, I, I feel like – Seems when the Canes get in, they go for a little run. You Look, know? I don't know anything about hockey, but I think the Canes win this series. I yeah. really do. It just it has that kind of feel, like not necessarily a team of destiny, right? But like, if if you watch them and you're like, okay, this team, they're gonna do something. Yeah, I think if the Canes can either get Game One or Two in Washington, so tonight or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I think they'll get both next week in Raleigh, and that'd be really big to go back to Washington three-one. So. It just, I mean, hockey, there's always upsets in hockey, right? right? This would be a big, this would be an upset. I don't know there would be a huge upset. No, I think because the way the Canes have been playing um, since January 1st, like no one's going to take them for and granted. And that's not just a hot streak. That's, right. That's four what, months. Three and a half months okay, at least. Yeah. Three and a half months of being one of the best teams I mean, in dead last in the division in the in the Metro on December 31st. Dead yeah. last and then have pulled their way up and finished fourth. They almost... Like they almost made it interesting in the division. Too. Oh yeah, almost like they almost climbed up to second or third. I think one point out of third and about two or three points out of second. So yeah, they tried, you know. Yeah. But well, they'll take the wild card spot. Um, and at least they don't have to play Tampa. Yeah, you really wanted. They did a great job winning their 82nd game to not fall into the second wild card spot um, and be in Tampa Bay, like you were saying. Although so. Tampa did lose last night to Columbus. Did you, you still don't that? want to play Tampa. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I think they blew like a three to one lead, or they blew some sort of lead. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. I think the Canes are going to win it. I really do. Yeah, I've got and, the Canes in six or seven. And, so. and you throw in the fact that the Capitals are the defending champs, and it's so hard to repeat. Right. You just, I don't really know why it's hard to repeat, especially once you get to the playoffs. But 
It just is for some reason in any sport. Yeah. Although it does seem like teams repeat in hockey a little more often than in other sports, but I don't know. I feel like there's – I don't – like I said, don't know much about hockey, but um, I, I feel like the Canes are going to win the series. And you agree with me, so that makes me feel better about yes. my, my choice. Uh, spring game, were you there? No. No? Have you watched it? No. They've got me running around like a chicken with my head cut off this week. So. Wow, that, that sounds brutal. Yeah, it's, it's it has not been the best week so as All far right, as free well, time goes. Yeah, well, well, we'll touch on the spring game here for a little bit. Um, I wasn't there either. I rewatched it. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is Zonovan Knight. Right. Running back, freshman running back, uh, early enrollee. He's been on campus for three months now. What is his nickname? Bam, Bam or something? Yeah. I did not know that. And I and see on Twitter. I said, who's this Bam kid? And, and it's because he hits the hole and he's gone. Right. Um, 73-yard touchdown run. I think he had like 170 total yards and a couple other big plays. And he is exactly what NC State was missing in their offense last year. Right. You get the ball in his hands and you let him do work. Um, he He's going to be really, really good. Him and Ricky Person, look, uh, long story short, State had two running backs committed in this class. One of them didn't sign. We'll flip to Georgia Tech. And it looked like State was going to have like a two or three headed monster at running back, and I was like, this could this could be, you know, one of the two be- one of the uh, best du- running back duos in NC State history. I look it up. Right. You know who the best running back duo in NC State history is? It's probably Ted Brown, whoever played backup to him. But no, it's not. That was a good guess, right? It was a good guess. I I look at like who has which two players have the most yards who played at least one season together. Right. Um, maybe Matt Days and Naheem Hines. Shadrack. I was close. Matt Days and Shadrack Thornton. And I think I think Ricky Persons on the night are easily going to surpass that. Right, I agree. So. I think they both have NFL they both have NFL potential. Yeah. They're both ahead of where Naheem Hines was his freshman year. Yeah. Zonovan I mean, look, it's early with Zonovan, but I mean, y- you can just tell just by watching him. Uh Ricky's ahead of him as well. He Ricky doesn't have that burst, but in terms of just like a polished running back, right. that's that's Ricky. Yeah, State struggled, obviously, last season. Obviously, Ricky Person getting injured quite a few times. Um, same thing happened the year before when Naheem Hines went down um, in South Bend. That seemed to really de- not yeah. derail, but it it did. You, you it could did. saw like a chain effect in the offense. And obviously, it, has to start playing it differently. It was the first drive of the game, right. too. So it's like, you know, you game plan. your game plan was set around Naheem Hines in that game. Right. And boom, third play of the game or whatever it was, he's out. And, you know, that that's super unfortunate. Yeah. But it's easier to game plan if you know ahead of time, okay, he's out. Like going into the next week against Clemson, they were able to plan like, okay, we know Naheem Hines is 50% or whatever, so we know that and we can put that into our game plan. A- anyway, Zonovan Knight and Ricky Person, that's going to be a real right. problem. Yeah, Especially I think if they can stay healthy. I mean, If State can get the run game going, which all starts up front on the offensive line, um, and not bank on the run game, but really rely on it to open up things for whoever's going to be playing yeah. quarterback, which we'll probably get to in a second. But that, I think that could really help the offense just flow better and not rely completely on the passing game, which it seemed to at times last year. Yeah, well, it did. But it's for good reason. You had an NFL right. quarterback and two NFL receivers. But anyway, you brought up the offensive line. State was playing without five starters. And and I to me, it looked like they held up pretty well, especially when you have some of the players that NC State has along the defensive line. For them to be able to run the ball, like that, I know they gave up a bunch of sacks, but sacks are weird in the spring game because you're not tackling a quarterback. Right. So it's hard to know, like, is that a sack? Is it not? But lots of lots of um, 
lots of running holes for Zon of a night. Um, and I mean, there's two sides to it, obviously. Is do you f or do you feel good about the offensive line or bad about the defense? That's just that's just how it is. But you mentioned the quarterbacks. Um, I thought Mac McKay looked the best. Right. Um, that's what I read. Yeah, uh, and pretty much everybody thinks that. He just he knows what he's doing out there, and that may not seem like much, but it is. Yeah, he's been spent two years, you know, practicing and um, getting ready for gameplay, and I think it shows. Obviously, he's, this is his. This might be his fourth spring game. Right, it's something crazy. It's either third or fourth because he probably enrolled early out of high he school. He did enroll early. Yeah. So sat out that semester, redshirted. And then played backup last season. So you think about it, that's this like... This is his fourth spring game. Right. That's crazy. Because he was an early enrollee. Right. Then redshirted. Red plays the spring game the year of his redshirt. And then last year, he was the backup as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, this is his fourth spring game. It's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, like, he knows what he's doing out there. With, with three whole years of eligibility left. Yeah. And... uh. You know, you look at it, Devin Leary has been on campus since, what, like July or something? Right. And he he was the scout team quarterback in the in the fall, which is all good and well, but you're not learning the offense like Matt McKay has. Right. I mean, Matt McKay was the, the scout team quarterback like two years ago. A and Bailey Hockman, same thing. He's been on campus shorter than he has. So just from that perspective, Matt McKay just has such a head start. It's almost not even fair. I – I mean, look, it's the spring game. It, it's really – it's just a practice to the coaches. That's right. all it is. That, right. That does not carry any more weight than what they did in practice the day before or, or so on and so forth. But Devin Leary flashed. He, he did, and, and so did Bailey Hawkman. Leary flashed more so to me, but to me it just seems like how, – how, how long do we have to go? Four months? Four months. That's a while. There's a lot of distance between yeah. between Matt. McKay I still think we'll see multiple quarterbacks in that first game. Probably the first couple oh, I, games. I do for sure. Yeah, but Ma to me, Matt McKay is the safe choice right here, and he might be the safe choice all the whole for the whole season. Right. A and Mike Glennon said one thing on the broadcast to me that stood out to me was he didn't really fully understand things. Like you know the saying, "The light goes off in your head." Right. He said that didn't happen until his redshirt sophomore year. That's a long time. Yeah. Mike Glennon's in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Matt McKay is at that point right now. Devin Leary still has, you know, another 18 months to get to that point. Yeah. Or something like that. So, and Bailey Hockman's a redshirt sophomore, but he's, you know, he's his first semester in the in the pr in the program. So. Right. Lots of unknowns, I think. <clears throat> yeah, and there's still time for them to make it up. Devin Leary, maybe he has the light go off in the summer. Boom, he looks spectacular in fall camp. Bailey Hawkman, same thing. It's possible. Yeah. Right now, I would say it's Matt McKay, Devin Leary, Bailey Hawkman in that order. Agreed. And Devin Leary and Bailey Hawkman are much closer than either of those two are to Matt McKay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll be honest. It's exciting to think about running the ball with Matt McKay, Ricky Person, and Zonovan Knight. That, that's exciting. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then you have Thayer Thomas in the slot. Carrie uh, Angeline. I mean, that's a good-looking offense. Yeah. You got Emeka Mezzi and C.J. Riley on the outside. It's kind of an exciting offense. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of ball control. To have a quarterback yeah. be able to run and scramble. Obviously, you're going to keep the clock rolling. You just want to keep the ball out of the the other team's hands. And when you run the ball, 
you obviously put yourself in an advantage to do that instead of three passing plays that take 10 seconds and you're punting the ball yeah. away. So um, that, that's just depends on the way they want to go, honestly. I mean, that, I see a lot, lot of different of explosiveness. Yeah, a it lot really of different is. options. Um, State can go any way, really. But my question is, I, I think Devin Leary gives you the best chance to beat Clemson, which is really the goal right now where NC State is. <clears throat> Does – if they go with Matt McKay this year, for the I mean, even if it's just six, the first half of the season, is Devin Leary going to be given the chance to overtake him? You get what I'm saying? Right. Like with Jacoby Brissett and Ryan Finley – I mean, really, I mean, obviously State has had an NFL quarterback the last, like, 15 years, but when, like, is is a backup going to be given the chance to catch him is my right. question. yeah. Because that, that, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? What do you think about that? Yeah, it's an interesting theory. It's like, it's almost in, I don't really know, but in the coach's mind, you know, a starter is a starter, and you ride the starter until he obviously can't win you games. Yeah. Um, even if maybe the other quarterback can play better, if you're winning games, you're not going to bench your starter, in my opinion. But then uh, from the player's perspective, and I'm not a player, I'm just guessing, but if you feel like you're not going to get the chance to start and put yourself out there, then maybe you transfer or change positions, or I don't really know. So I see what you're saying. Um, it could be a sticky situation. You know, In my opinion, anytime you have three good quarterbacks competing for the job, you might keep two of them on the roster for more yeah. than a year. Just, yeah, just I in agree. my opinion, in the past, at least in the same it's position, tough. yeah. Because the quarterback, you only play one guy, right? And, I mean, you play one guy. That's it. Yeah, that's I don't think anyone it. plays two guys well or effectively. If no. that's where you, it's kind of where you were going. Where I was thinking you were going. So no, that's not really what I was going at. I, I don't know. It just to me, it's the question. To me, is it looks like. Matt McKay, if Matt McKay is the starter, or whoever it is, if Devin Leary is the starter, is somebody else going to be given the chance to catch up? Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, still a long way to go, right? It's really early, but it's clear that Matt McKay has a has a really big head start. And, look, that exci- that's exciting when you think about the prospect of Knight, Person, and McKay running the ball. Right. I mean, that – you know, that's uh, could put some Georgia Tech running rushing yeah, numbers yeah, up there. Exactly, maybe. exactly. So um, defensively, I, I I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, they gave up a lot of points. I think it's like 55 points. So if you average that out, that'd be like 28 points a game, which is okay. Um, it's decent. Yeah, it's average, I think. But I mean, look, State had a ton of freshmen out there. Oh yeah, and, and it was pretty much all the young guys. I think they held like. They held James uh, – I think James Smith-Williams played, but Deontay Holden didn't really play. Deontay Holden didn't play. Nick McLeod didn't play. Jarius Moorhead played very limited snaps. Uh, same thing with James Smith-Williams. So all the experienced guys didn't really play. So you pretty much threw everybody else out there. Like pretty much everybody who has a spot, starting spot, didn't play. Right. So you're looking at everybody else. And I thought they did okay. Like some guys flashed um, – Especially some of the young defensive linemen. Uh, Alim McNeil, who we've already seen play. He's a beast. Uh, Josh Harris. Um, uh, uh, Derek Eason. Um, we saw some of the young guys in the secondary. Tanner Engel, Devon Graves. Um, so I thought it was exciting to see those guys out there. You know, they've played a little bit. Engel, Graves, McNeil. But they're going to be repli- relied upon more um, as, as you move forward. 
and into this season and you're building that depth. To me, the biggest takeaway is this defense is going to be really, really good in two years. Yes. Really good. Um, it, it, it just may not be this year, which is okay. Um, but, yeah, anything else from the spring game? I know you haven't watched it, so maybe – uh, if you when you watch it back, if I you think I read that that Chris Dunn made what a fifty-three yarder, yeah, so. yeah, and the backup kicker made like a forty-five yarder. Which That's is still really, good, yeah. yeah. So. so, kicking, you've got a you've got to have a reliable kicker, I think. Um, a in complete one eighty. <laughs> um, when state seems to struggle in the red zone, three points, okay, you'll take it. You know, instead of going for it on fourth and five, fourth and six. Um, but zero points in the red zone or inside anything really inside the 30, that's that's not, not going to win you any games mm-hmm. really. So um, reliable kicker, that would be a great place to start on special teams, I think. Yeah. So. Well, they had it last year right. too. Right, yeah, so. just got to keep it up. Chris hey, Dunn done it. I'm not going to start on the red zone because – Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm just not, especially when Kelvin Harmon goes in the first round next year or this year. But I knew you were going there. Whatever. Um so yeah, anything else? Uh, we can we can talk about football a little more. I mean, we only got a few more episodes left. Headed down the stretch, right? I think two more before exams start. So we'll see. Two really? Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, but um, uh, women's basketball. Kira Leslie was drafted tenth uh, overall last night. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, by I did. The, uh, Washington Mystics. That's I didn't even know she was on the radar. I mean, you watch her play and you think, yeah, that's right. Know, she's got a future. I did not know that. I don't really know how the WNBA draft works. I'm not going to sit here. I, I I don't know how many picks or rounds. Right. Um, but still, 10th overall, that's really good. Yeah, really impressive. Huge congrats to her. Great job. You know, um, sometimes the transfer, the whole transfer game's a little iffy, but I think she played it really well, you know, coming yeah. from Maryland. Had to sit out a year um, with the injury, so finished her degree, and then two years right away at, um, at, at here at State and made a great impact both years, you know. Um, I think led the team in scoring or was close both years. So back-to-back Sweet 16s, even with all the injuries this year, great accomplishments by uh, the Wolfpack as a whole and especially uh, Kiara Leslie. So that's pretty awesome to see. You know, Westmore's got got them still going in the in a great direction. So excited mm-hmm. to see um, them keep you know getting better. I think a Final Four is probably in the in the near future. I don't know about I near, think but so. yeah, probably uh, five uh, six years, don't you think? Oh, Maybe less than there. Sooner than that. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's all about luck. We saw with Virginia, it's all about luck. Yeah, bid the um the ACL injuries again. So yeah, uh, so there she was tenth overall. There's twelve picks in the draft. That's crazy. Twelve picks in the first round, or in each round, I assume, and uh, three rounds total. So she went in the first half of the draft. Yeah, really, really impressive. Yeah. So. Um, so good for her, and like you said, good for the program. Um, I know Westmore was. I don't know if he was actually in the consideration for the Tennessee job. Probably somewhere. I don't know if it was officially. He had to be. But There's I think no way he wasn't. That Tennessee picked up. Um, Kelly Harper. Yeah, so. Former NC State coach. You f- you kind of wipe your brow a little and go, ooh, that was close because, you know, well, Westmore's from Tennessee and a great program, and you think he might decide well, to maybe what, at least think about it or yeah, show interest. But You do. The women's basketball coaching searches don't have as much publicity surrounding them. Right. As, you know, men's do. But. He's from Tennessee. That would have made a lot of sense. That might be the best I, I, women's program. One thing I did hear was that they wanted, number one, they wanted somebody who was in the, I guess they call it the Vol family, um, and they wanted a, they preferred a female. They didn't necessarily, that wasn't like a deciding factor, but it was, they preferred one, I guess. So those two things went against him. Right. Which is better for NC State, obviously. But I mean, he's he's in his 60s. I think he's in his early 60s. And, look, 
if you're not, I mean, we don't know how it worked. We, I mean, maybe he interviewed, maybe he didn't. I have to imagine he did interview. I would think. Um, but uh, either way, I doubt he was offered the job. But I mean, you gotta hope you can hang on to him for another, for him to finish his career here. You know, we don't know right. how long that'll be. But um, like you said, he's got it going, um, and hopefully next year they can break through the Louisville Notre Dame, who pretty much have a sh- have a stranglehold on the conference right. and then break through the the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, as well but um yeah good good point bringing that up he he was he was in consideration at some level we right. just don't know how serious yeah. um well i think yeah. runner up for national coach of the year i think it was was he runner up i, I think didn't so see that. so runner up for the conference coach of the year and the national coach who of the won year, so. who won the coach of the year Do i don't know? know okay no yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how we didn't win but i i I don't get paid to make those decisions. Yeah, the point was, like, people know who he is. I think they probably knew before now in the women's basketball world. If they didn't, they definitely know now. Yeah, for sure. um, Definitely Tennessee probably had their eye on him, but uh, seemed to – State might have dodged a bullet there. I don't know. Anything on men's basketball? Markel's in the draft. That's expected. Expected. Um, Jalen LeCue is – Doing something. He's he's seeing if he's eligible for the draft, which he's supposed to be. Right. Um, So – Expect to hear that he is eligible and that he does put his name in as well. Um, May 29th, that's when they withdraw. That's a long way away. It is a long way away. It's going to be a lot of sweating between now and then. So, uh, you know, we'll see. The state did pick up Thomas Allen, transfer from Nebraska. Right. Um, have to sit out a year, but. He'll have to sit out a year. I, I wonder, I mean, he said that he's going to sit out. Like, he doesn't even want to apply for the waiver. but Right. I, I mean, if you lose Markel and or LeCue, don't you have to think about trying to get the waiver? I think you do. Especially if it's both. So especially, Yeah, especially if it's both. I think you can get away with him sitting out a year if one of them decides to – if Markel decides to come back or LeCue comes in the first place. So um, it's interesting, though. There's a lot of different – State seems to have a lot of different options now, at least the – the um, point guard, shooting guard, small forward positions. If yep. if all of these players end up back in Raleigh, so we'll and, see. And then Manny Bates obviously going to be in the rotation. So instead of more options, like we're talking what whatever it was last week, at maybe playing two big men at a time or the rotation down there. So mm-hmm. I think c- things could look a little different um, next season. Obviously, they got to figure out the the offense. Well, nobody's left yet, right? That's, right. That's a good thing. So. Uh. Uh, Virginia. I feel like we should mention Virginia winning the national championship. Right. And, and I always say this. It's always better to be lucky than to be good. Oh, definitely. It always is. Always. Virginia was a really good team. They probably deserved to win. And got lucky. I don't know that they deserved it more than Texas Tech. Right. But Virginia is the team that got lucky in the in the last three games, too. Right. And it was the same thing with UNC in 2017. I remember watching every single one of those games, and I was like, man, there's no way they pull it through. Sure enough. You know, they they pull through. Right. And as some act of God, and it's just like, really? I think I saw Virginia was down three points with less than 10 seconds to go, I think, in their last three games in each one. Yeah. And won each game, and I think one of them was in regulation, so which is crazy. So Yeah. That was a phenomenal game, and hats off to Texas Tech. I don't think any program has ever earned my respect as much as Texas Tech did. Oh, just definitely. Just in that, in the last, I mean, last year they were in the Elite Eight. And then lost like five of seven, five of their seven best players, and then to come back and 
go to the national championship game in overtime, that's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I saw that all five of their starters were one stars out of high school. And obviously Mooney had started off um, – I can't remember if he started at the Air Force or yeah, – I think Air Force, He was at yeah. two two different programs and oh, then okay. came to Texas Tech. So um, just crazy. Great work there. Um, Best defensive team in the country on Ken Palm. Yeah. So – Defense seems there to win. Go. I know. We'll see. Uh, it seems that the style of basketball is changing. Maybe not back, but changing. I think um, Virginia finally pulled defense. through. Yeah, you know, def- the defensive teams seem to be doing. But it was um, a high-scoring better. game too, which was interesting. I know Texas Tech didn't score a field goal. What nine minutes into the game, they had a few points on free throws, and then finally yeah. a field goal. And then all of a sudden, there was what those five minutes in each half where neither team could miss. It felt like yeah. so. And then yeah, exactly. So. There's a lot more points than I thought. There, I thought it was being the 40s or 50s, especially in the first five minutes of the game. So yeah. So, uh, we'll see there. I I don't know how UCLA didn't go after Chris Beard at Texas Tech, but whatever. You do you, Bruins. Um, I guess we'll pretty much wrap things up with the baseball. I guess so. Lost last night to Coastal Carolina. Yeah, those those uh, one run games that we've been talking about all year so they're coming back to bite you yeah which is fine yeah it, it's I mean, fine you can drop a, a weekday game to coastal you know states lost i want to say like f- states lost five games by a total of like eight runs i think that sounds right i'm not really sure so. i'm pretty sure it's right they got walked off south carolina walked off on them last week boston college won three to one on sunday um and obviously last night coastal hit a two-run homer in the ninth i think state experimented with with moving Dalton Feeney into the rotation, which he's state's most talented pitcher, as I've said before, um, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery, so you're taking it slow with him. But the bullpen has kind of unraveled um, without him, and I think I I, I think he's going to go back to the pen. He started last night just for him to get an inning under his belt um, after not pitching the weekend. So my guess is he'll either start on Sunday or go back to being the closer. I think he'll go back to being the closer. Just because the bullpen is is good. They have a lot of good pieces, but they don't have the great piece that they need at the end of the game without him. And that's been a problem the last the last week against South Carolina and BC and obviously last night. Yeah. So you know, that's fine. You built up you started out, you know, whatever, nineteen and zero. You built up things where you could experiment with something like putting Dalton Feeney in the rotation, and it cost you a couple games, but it didn't really matter because you started off so well. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So State's obviously taking care of business still in the as far as the ACC series yep. go, which I think right now is your uh, your main focus. Try to You want to win the ACC regular season. Definitely yep. capable of doing so. So I think what, just what? two, the two conference losses or three? Three. Three, okay. Yeah. With one, game, yeah. one game lead on Clemson, two game lead on Louisville. Right. And I think, I want to say like a, four-game lead on Georgia Tech, maybe three. So, it t- like, Louisville and Clemson both come to Raleigh. Right. And if State wins both of those series, it it's pretty hard to see State not winning the ACC. Agreed. I don't want to – I'm going to knock on wood real quick. I don't want to – That was real wood, ladies and gentlemen. Was, yeah. We got a wooden table here, so yeah. it counts. So State has a one-game lead, 15 games to go. It just I, I'm not going to sit here and do the math, but it's – State – Things seem to be lining up in a nice yeah, way for exactly. State, I think is what you're saying. So, yeah. it's like Louisville and Clemson, your best two contenders for first place coming to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you obviously don't need to sweep, uh, winning the series would be 
would be huge in both of those. That might get it done by itself. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, state started off like nineteen and zero, like twenty five and two, or something ridiculous like that. Right. And they were winning a bunch of run run games, and uh, we said it. They're gonna like it's gonna come back to bite them, and that's okay, as long as they come back and they go two and two and win their series, which is what they did. They did that last week. They lost the midweek to South Carolina. They came back and won the series. That's fine. Yeah. Like, you're going to go 2-2 two and two sometimes. That's just how baseball works. Do the same thing this week. You lose to Coastal, that's fine. Coastal's a good team. Uh, it's not going to hurt your RPI. Um, and then come back this week, beat Louisville 2 out of 3, great. You're, you're you yeah. know, awesome. So, um, you know, they're fine. I, I wish everybody would relax. I think everyone's mostly relaxed but you, so I don't know. No, no, uh, no, no, no. You don't like my jokes? No, no, no. Nobody's relaxed. You go on Twitter, and it's everybody has canceled the season because NC State lost a one-run game to Coastal Carolina last night. It's ridiculous. I guess you didn't like my jokes. I no, think I, I I don't get the point of yeah the all the the um what is it complaining or whatever you're saying because obviously you already beat um, you already beat Coastal once. right yeah, that's what like, I was saying so it's not a big deal you know obviously they're a good team you know when when you play a good team like this. And and you're throwing the midweeks, you're throwing your fourth starter or a bullpen day like State did. Right. It's just you never know what's going to happen with those. It's just, you know, some you lose midweeks. Go look around the country. Every single team, 95% of teams in the country has a bad midweek loss. State doesn't have a bad midweek right, loss. Right, they're all good good teams. So, so you know, it, it's real. Can we at least wait for NC State to lose an ACC series to press the panic button? That's my, that's my point. Even then, I don't know if we press the panic button. But no, you don't. But you know, it, it's NC State fans are on and off. They're they're on they're, on the baseball bandwagon yeah. within a week of basketball season ending, right. and then off it within you know two weeks of that. So it's a tradition unlike any other, as Jim Nance would say. Right. The, yeah. So it, it's just really frustrating for, uh, you know. The season-long baseball fans like, like myself. Um, but yeah, anything. Yeah, how do you think State does this weekend? Win series, probably not three games. I feel like State. I don't know why. I feel like State's gonna sweep the series. I don't really know why. Right. Louisville's kind of been a disappointing team. I expected them to be the best team in the ACC. I mean, I definitely think State coming off what two losses in a row. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, no, uh, yeah, 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 has yeah. a better chance to sweep the series um, than if maybe they'd won last night. So just. One of those funny feelings, but You're pr- they'll, they'll probably get two out of three. Louisville's a good team. They probably should have been swept by Clemson last week, but good teams like Louisville, it's, it's so tough to sweep them. And as g- the pitching is is really good and a lot of depth. Um, but yeah, State who do you think starts? Sorry, on Sunday, I, I'm thinking Kane and Silver. Okay, uh, I mean I think he earned it last week, throwing right. six innings in relief. Um, he. He's pitched well in pretty much every opportunity. He's just had a really short leash yeah. for some reason. Um, but, you know, maybe he'll get a little bit of a longer leash. But the thing about it is with Parker and Johnson on Friday and Saturday, you can afford to have a short leash on Sunday because your bullpen hasn't been used. Right. So if you get three innings out of silver on Sunday, that's perfectly fine. What was it, last week or the week before where Reed went eight, seven, eight innings? No runs. Yeah, nine. I mean, they, they yeah, every nine. week they're giving you six, seven innings. It's, yeah, it's, it's spectacular. Great play by um, the Friday and Saturday starters. So that's really where I think State right now, at least as far as the series go, um, are really getting it done, those Friday and Saturday. Yeah, the the pitching staff is – Last year they were they were coming back on Saturday and Sunday. Right. In every, every single series they came back on Saturday and Sunday. 
this year they're getting ahead in series. They're winning Friday, Saturday, yeah, and then going for the sweep on Sunday, um, and and that's a big improvement. And the one game, the one game they did lose on Friday, they came back and won on Saturday, Sunday, because they still got a decent enough start on Friday to where they didn't have to use the whole bullpen. Right. So, um, baseball. Yeah, baseball. It's a crazy game. I love it. The Red Sox are three and nine. I don't so. watch uh, the MLB because I mean that's just how it goes. Team, the, Re- but the Red Sox were one of the best teams of all time last year, and this year same exact team. They're three and nine. That's just how it goes sometimes, you know. Could so. be worse. The um, the batter for the Orioles, Davis. Oh jeez, missed what like fifty four straight. Oh for f- is it fifty four? It's now? up in the fifties. Yeah, oh yeah, for fifty four. I don't even in know a row. how that's possible. Yeah, that's some pretty, pretty tough luck there. All right, anything else to add? Go Canes. Who's your master's pick? We'll go there. I don't know if you watch golf, but. I'll probably watch on Sunday. Just um, on Sunday, okay. Yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, I don't know. I'd pick one of the famous guys. Uh, of course you would, yeah. I mean, didn't Tiger have a big day today? Uh, two under is a solid round. Um, bogeyed the 17th, which um, I think he might have missed the fairway. I didn't get to watch who's it. So. Your, who's your master's well, pick? Well, I'm looking at it right now, and right now the long bombers, um, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka are out in front, so. Um, Somehow, the long bombers find a way to still putt the ball incredibly well, especially Dustin yeah. Johnson. Brooks Koepka, obviously, what, back-to-back U.S. Open champions. So um, they'll be in the mix. Um, I just don't know. Sometimes at Augusta, the people with more experience, the players with more experience, seem to do better. So um, like Sergio had played, I think, almost 20 Masters tournaments um, before his first win. So maybe one of those guys that hasn't won yet, like um, – I'm just looking down the list. I can't even pick one. There's so many good names. But Poulter's up there. Um, J.B. Holmes is always a dark horse, so you never know. J.B. Holmes. I'll go with J.B. Holmes. Yeah, you like Holmes. I, I have no idea. I think Woods is. will finish in the top ten. I don't think he'll win, but he might. So um, Fowler's been Fowler's always played well at, at Augusta. So if I had to absolutely put money on it, you know, Ricky Fowler, I think he's he's has three or four top fives in the last five years, um, which is really incredible. I think three of those were even second places or tied for second so he's figured out the golf course just hasn't come through so probably rick yeah we'll see next Ricky week Fowler. yeah all right anything else i think that'll do it um i don't know what round we are in ims but we're going again tonight so nice. two games this week um i'll be sitting on the bench cheering on my team so there you go. not really i play a little bit depending on how many people show. all right that'll, that'll do it yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Howler. Make sure you check back again Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.